Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Mel. And I'm Helen. Welcome to another episode of ABG. Today, we're going to be doing an episode that we've done a couple of times, but not very recently. Uh, In today's world of social media, where it seems like everyone's sharing everything, Mm -hmm. uh, and especially for us and the work that we do, sometimes it can feel like our public personas and who we really are get a little bit blurry, Mm -hmm. right? And most of us know that social media really only shows like 1% of what's happening in your real life. Uh, Maybe for us, it's a little bit more because we have like hour-long conversations with you all, but still, it's a a very mm-hmm. small percentage of who we really are and what our lives are really like. So we thought it would be fun to do another assumptions episode. Uh, we haven't done this in a while and we've grown, we've changed, our podcast and our show has changed. So it's interesting to see when we get new listeners what people might think. So we went to our Instagram. Our handle is Asian Boss Girl, and we pulled some of you, and we got a couple of assumptions that were sent in, and that's what we're going to go over today and mm-hmm. see if we can debunk some of them. Because we thought for this episode that we would get kind of cozy. So if you don't notice, we're actually all wearing our PJs. Some of us look like normal clothes. Some of us look like, you know, highly... Yeah, you know, Janet's top screams PJ top to me. That's a PJ top. This is Mel's yeah. Mel's top. We've If you've listened to the podcast enough, you know about the Spider-Man yeah. top that she wears all the time. I feel like, especially with you two and our other friends, when we go to like overnights or like hotel stays, they're like, oh, is Mel bringing her Spider-Man shirt? I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, I am. It's so comfy and I got it from a random event. So I am literally wearing Spider-Man. This is like my go-to top. Helen's rocking our Our ABG neck. gear, yes. That's ABG crew. It's on sale now if you want to uh, go to our website yeah. and purchase it. It's, it's very cozy. cozy. It's so cozy. I literally yet. wear this to sleep. It's so cozy. Don't you sweat? Um, it's not that hot in my room. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into the assumptions from our listeners. I'll start us off. (laughs) So the first topic is to be around friendship. The first one is that you all get tired of each other. I mean, yeah. Crickets. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Honestly, I feel like we, I don't get tired of 
the both of you. I think we have long really? work days. <laughs> Actually, yes. I was I was thinking about this yesterday, and we have long work days. But I think at the end of the work day, like I'm I'm just like in generally t- in general tired. Mm, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I'm not tired of both of you. It's more like I want my alone time. And if I think about the time that we traveled together, where we spent four days, three nights together, mm, I didn't the same feel hotel room. in the same hotel room. Like honestly, I didn't feel tired of you two. It was mm. more like I just want to be home. I want to be with my kid. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be working anymore. Like that's the level of tired that I got to. So it could be with anyone. I think if it's like a more general feeling, I will say that I don't think I get tired of mm. the both of you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really nice. nice. Yeah, I'm nice curious answer. about your answer now when you're like, oh, really? <laughs> I'll go last since I, okay. I, I, I said the assumption. That was a really nice answer, Helen. <laughs> I'm looking at her uh, eyes and she's I'm like, like waiting. Come on, Janet. Come I'm on. waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I will say that there have been periods where I get very worn down, mm. right? And I think the way that Helen put it, though, makes sense. It's like, I'm not, the way the question's being asked, it's like, do you get, was it, do you get tired of each other or EBG? Of or each other. It? Yeah, of yes. each other. So I feel like I get tired sometimes of the work that we're doing or that mm. session, like my energy's taking a nosedive and I want the alone time. And I didn't think about the separation the way mm. that you described it. It's not mm. that I'm tired of you ladies. Mm-hmm. I just crave being a little alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say, surprisingly, like, I don't know that I spend this much time with anyone, else, right? Like mm. the the like friendship time and then also the work time. It's a lot of time to spend together. Mm-hmm. And I'm very surprised that I don't get tired of. I get tired of the work sometimes and I just get tired. Yeah. That's, true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, all right, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm just kidding. It's okay. You, get, I, you know what? Actually, truth. I, can, I can come in because I remember there was one conversation we had about like um, – like we were each other's really close friends for a long mm-hmm. time when we first started. And the more that you start to work together and that you're like spending time together, it's important to have other people in your life to balance it out too. That's yep. true. So that's what I would say. It's like, you know, it's not so much of getting tired of the of each other. It's more like we need to make sure you have other like support systems, other friends, mm-hmm. other people to keep it like not so just like pigeonholed. I will. Okay. So I guess I'll answer. Um, Helen, you actually bring up a good point, like dividing like the work with mm, us i think sometimes it's easy for me to blend it yeah, yeah. i think that's because we obviously like spend so much time working together let me answer the qu- assumption first yes i do get tired of sorry both of you sometimes <laughs> in periods of my life ouch um sorry. i think i I'm can like, take it yeah but it's, to be honest it's like this with almost anyone i feel like mm. like janet mentioned i'm the type of person that like I like spending time with different groups of people and friends because it stimulates me. Like being mm. with just one group or one person all the time, just besides my partner, I don't know if I can, it's just not, mm. I don't know. Mm. I think even with your partner, it's important to have like solo time. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's something I didn't, like this is probably the first period of my life where I've had been with a gr- one solid, mm, with you group. both yeah, for yeah. long. Because I've growing up, even in high school, college, I've always had like two to three sets that I circulate around. And I think that always provided me a lot of like, again, stimulation, joy, like happiness. So when we're like, now I'm in this situation, it's like so different. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, maybe just like, but then you guys also understand like, hey, like this weekend, I'm just like, do my own thing. But yeah. I will say it has definitely changed a lot the last few years because we changed our workflow. Mm-hmm. I think for the first, I will say I felt this the most when we first like win full time because yeah, we like spent yeah, yeah. every single day not only that, like together, but on Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That and is Zoom extreme. Fatigue. Yes, yeah, yeah. that is such a real thing for me. So, I think now that we kind of change up our workflow, we're like the other two days. Like, there's no meetings for us. Like, yeah. there's not like three, four hours. Like, we're doing our own stuff. Like, I don't feel as like I'm not tired of you guys at all. I think we also know actively like we'll 
will preventatively not hang out to kind of stop that that from yeah. happening if that makes sense mm-hmm. like we're not like if we already saw each other because we were traveling usually then we go home and we spend time with our families over the weekend yeah so it's like you kind of there are ways that you kind of work around yeah i I will say this period too of our friendship we haven't really seen each other in a long time like i feel like we actually haven't hung out yeah i'm like i miss you guys (laughs) yeah that's true it depends on but yeah 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 so maybe the ebbs and flows i think by me saying that i'm tired of y'all doesn't mean i don't like y'all like it's not I, i don't ever correlate that it's more like you just need periods of time to heal yourself yeah and also heal you know, you want to, I don't know, heal the energy level to hang out with the other friends. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, guys aren't, y'all aren't offended, right? No. Okay. Just want to make no? sure. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> you, 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 you get it too. I, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> no, but the thing, here's it again, just to add, I haven't seen you both really because you're always, you're busy. Yeah. You're like, you know, spending time with your baby. And I, I think, get I it. think that's where it's like, it, mm. it, yeah, if yeah. you refuel your energy with family or friends or other friends, like that's maybe that's where I feel like I definitely don't feel like tired of you. Mm. Like I feel like yeah. I haven't hung out with you both. And, yeah. You know? But yeah, in this period of time, in though. this period, in this I period, time. too. Yes. For sure. Hope y'all still like me out there. <laughs> You're speaking your truth. Yeah. Okay. The next one. This is kind of uh, funny. Helen is outgoing party lover. Mel is very nice. And Janet is shy, doesn't want to lead. This is a very... Is one assumption? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, let's take it in, in parts then. Okay. First part. Helen is an outgoing party lover. Mm. I mean, that is a true statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, not wrong. But it's not like the whole statement Mm-mm. of who she is i think for me when i read this i picture someone who's like i don't want to say crazy but very out there like hitting the clubs like mm. back to back helen doesn't do that at all i think people like you know there why. was a time though when no. she was <laughs> a time my ass is everywhere right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that is, actually there was a time but i feel like it's actually i take that back there was a time <laughs> it is a true statement there for, was a time it was true but I don't know, when I read this statement, it sounds like Helen's like all over the place and crazy, but she really isn't. Yeah, I definitely, I am someone who is, um, I would say more of an optimist, half glass full type person, very spontaneous, outgoing. And I, when I'm there at the party, I love myself a good party. Mm-hmm. I will be very active and present and engaging, but I don't, I'm not the type of person that the night of when I know there's an event, I'm like craving it. I'm excited for it. I'm like, let's go. Let's like pregame. Let's do all of that. I'm more just like tired on my couch (laughs) and having to like rip myself off the couch to start getting ready Mm. and then once i get there i will be present and Mm. i will be party animal helen yeah but it's not yeah it's definitely toned down from yeah the land before time (laughs) she's not seeking it out Mm -hmm. yeah but i I think even just the way i guess you all of us and you quote unquote party is very different now like now the way we party is we go over to your house we start off with the Lacroix, and then maybe like (laughs) one shot gets poured and we order like to go. Yeah. Like it's really Take like out, yeah. it's very really wholesome. Wholesome and simple. Yeah. It's what my parents used to do. And now we're here. <laughs> yes. What was the second we one? To, the, the second one was about Mel. It said Mel is very nice. Uh, based on my last <laughs> assumption, maybe not actually. <laughs> Define nice. Define nice. <laughs> I will say, okay, Mel is very nice. But she's also... <laughs> But she's also multifaceted. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that a good word. way to put it. Good right? word choice. Yeah. So she's saying I'm a bitch, but in a really nice way. No, okay. So Mel is very nice. Like, if okay. you were to see her at an ABG event, mm. if you were to see, mm. her on, see her on the street and you approach her, she's one of the easiest people to, like, talk, talk to. That's true. Very amicable, just very friendly, mm-hmm. for sure. 
as a friend, <laughs> she is very multifaceted. And I think that's also your yeah. like a positive trait of yours yeah, where you maybe. have this like snappy side of you, mm. you know, snappy, snappy. You do have that. And, and I, I and I love you for that. And I think that's that's like part of your your characteristic and your mm. aura. Mel's doing this thing this year, especially where um, she'll have something on her mind that some could, you know, say is like mean. But in her so in her mind, she'll be like, I have something I want to say. I promise this year to be nice. <laughs> you catch yourself. And I'm I like, do. I'm like, bitch, like, just say it. Just say it. And you always say it. But mm. I will say that when you do share it, I'm like, okay, that is a very human emotion mm-hmm. of what you're going through. And I think in a safe space of being with friends, you you should be able to share this stuff yeah. like that. You know, you're not doing it in a mean way towards, you know, if it's about someone like towards the person, mm-hmm. that would be mean. But when you're doing it in the, in like the safety of your friends, I think that's totally normal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but multifaceted. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hey, here's the thing. But I, I will say generally true. Mel is very, very nice. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I try to be. But the thing is, that I, I like everyone else. I think uh, I will say that I'm a pretty judgmental person, or I used to be really judgmental, and now I definitely dwindle it down. Mm. Um, but there's moments where I'm just like, like I actually feel bad when I'm annoyed with someone. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm so annoyed with her or with him. That is true. And You're, I get, yeah. I, 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 I feel like, guilty. Yeah. I feel guilty. Yeah. But you can't, you're also someone who feels, so you can't help but feel. I know. Yeah. But then I feel like, actually, it's, I don't know if this like goes against me being nice, but whenever I feel like a certain way that's negative with someone, I always, and I, my roommate called this out. I was like, man, I feel like such a bitch. And she's like, stop labeling yourself your bitch mm-hmm. for saying, for thinking that though. And I was like, I think as sometimes when people who are nice, there's also a different, like, there's a, I don't say we're two-faced, again, multifaceted. Mm. Like, we're not, I'm always like, hey, 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 happy yeah, and nice yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. It's like, no, I feel certain ways, certain times. Do you think, like, the nicer you are, the bitchier you could be? Like, is it one of those things where if it's like... Oh, <laughs> I don't it that way. I, didn't, like, I don't know. If you're really nice, maybe you're, like, restricting a lot. Right? No, actually, mm. I, I don't think that's true. Because mm. I have Ray's really good friend, his wife, his friend's wife the nicest girl I've ever met and mm. she's no there's like no genuinely nice. genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice I'm just like yeah. damn she's hella nice yeah. that's true I do think you're feeling guilty about even feeling a certain way is a sign of someone who is very like um innately like yeah. kind or feeling like mm-hmm. prioritizing other people yeah mm-hmm. I'll add one more statement this is my own assumption I actually think between the three of us Janet probably people assume Janet's the nicest I'm surprised I'm the one that people assume I would also agree yeah I'm yeah. The, yeah Janet's definitely the nicest, nicest. <laughs> Well, sometimes to a fault <laughs> okay well, to your statement earlier yeah maybe i'm like also capable of being the bitchiest i don't know i don't think so uh, you're definitely not bitchy at not all capable um, uh, the bitchy you're side, capable of no. many things but not that bitchy slash multifaceted really nice side on this couch just, yes just kidding we're, we're all we're all nice and multifaceted janet uh, the question was the, or the assumption was that she's shy slash doesn't want to doesn't lead. want to lead so I think shy is defined as someone who is like very timid yeah very mm. um, socially like uncomfortable very nervous and that's more of an internal feeling do oh. you feel like you mm. are you are shy I I will get shy in certain situations especially if it's mm. like um, a middle size to large size group and filled with a lot of people who are maybe um, not focused where the energy or like the attention isn't automatically kind of like given to me meaning if you don't introduce yourself and everyone's just like talking to each other I find it really hard to like barge in Mm. and that's when I get kind of like nervous and then like timid Um, but I feel like I've kind of outgrown a lot of the Mm -hmm. like if I go into a large room and people are generally open and I don't feel nervous but yeah there are situations where I would say that that's pretty accurate that I do feel shy 
Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think you do a really good job, though, of when we're at events, like you put yourself out mm-hmm. there. So I think sometimes people could perceive you as more shy because like your voice is on average, maybe like decibels lower than <laughs> other like the average voice out there. And so people might say like, oh, Janet's very shy. But Janet like puts herself out there yeah. very well. And maybe it's like also proximity to the people around you. And if, if it's yeah. around the people on this couch, like we're just much louder and mm-hmm. I guess bitchier too. Um, <laughs> so that that could be perceived like yeah, the relativeness, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah, relatively more, more shy. Mm-hmm. But I think you do a, a really good job of putting yourself out there too thank you yeah. and like grabbing lunches with the people and networking mm-hmm. and you know yeah that's... i actually i was very shy when i was younger and i learned to kind of like work past that um but i also have to say if you are somebody who is a little bit more shy and timid at times that's okay mm-hmm. i feel like it's perceived as such a negative thing mm-hmm. to the point that helen made though if it's making you feel nervous that's where you might be like no one, it's not fun to feel like anxious right yeah so, yeah. so yeah. learn to work around it without kind of like um you know, avoiding people because mm-hmm. that's not cool. And then I think to the second part of that assumption with Janet being a leader, I think Janet leads very well. Like mm-hmm. we all equally lead in our own departments. And I think that's necessary for a small company. Yeah. But when I even think about like the Today Show, I remember Janet like led that interview. Like oh, yeah. she was out. I li- <laughs> literally looked to her as like, Janet, you're going to lead like a lot of the responses mm-hmm. here because you like you're the mm-hmm. best at this. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. Mel and I are going to look towards you to like mm-hmm. lead this, you know. So in many ways, I think a lot of people will say someone who's more introverted or maybe on the shyer side, they're not good leaders. But I think Janet really debunks that because she mm-hmm. does lead in ways and especially when she needs to. Like I definitely trust mm-hmm. her to like lead in things. Oh, that was really sweet. Thank you. (laughs) I do think um, like when you say that everyone has to lead in their own way in a small company, that's very true for us. Mm -hmm. I feel like and we said that usually that's like what the magic sauce is, right? You have the right people with the right strengths Mm -hmm. to lead the right way. Mm -hmm. But to the assumption of I don't like to lead, I will say it depends on what type of leadership. Some things that I feel stronger at, I like if it's like public speaking on certain interview type things Mm -hmm. once in a while, unless I'm having a bad day, like I will feel okay I won't shy away from leading there. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, hey, lead to plan an event, I'm like, uh. <laughs> we know what so, our strengths and weaknesses yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, so it depends. It depends. The next one is, Mel uses millennial or Zoomer slang that Helen and Janet don't understand. I don't even know what that is. I don't think I don't think Mel understands <laughs> what it either. What is millennial <laughs> Zoomer slang? I will say that of the three of us, I could see Mel coming to us and trying out slang. The slang, that's The true. most. It's like the scene from Mean Girls when she's like, that's so fetch. And then she, Regina's like, stop making fetch a thing. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Well, well, or, like you're the, the person of our trio that would Who come would do that? and be like, yo, that guy has a riz. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I feel like. <laughs> and then you oh, would, you, but you would yeah, say it right? and then pause for a reaction. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I have been saying, I, I do use the word riz. Do you? Actually, I don't think I've heard you use that word I, before. Maybe not with you guys, but like, because in my house, we're discussing what Riz means. Okay. Oh. Well, discussing it is different from using it. And then, then I, sometimes I say now, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy, like, he, yeah, but he has Riz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's questioning it, though. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I say it right? Yeah, but I, I honestly, if please comment down what the heck is millennial or Zoomer slang. I really yeah. don't know what that is. So I actually, like, Googled Google? this because I was curious. But a lot of the words are, I guess, like, what was it like chuggy? Like we talk about that as a group, right? And I don't think you've ever used that in a in no. But I know chuggy is a thing that like zoo, Gen Zs make fun of us for. Like we're yeah. so chuggy. Yeah, yeah. Or like when people say like bet or mid, like that's so mid. Oh, I don't uh, say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what? That's false. Then. 
false, Very false, false assumption. So I don't know what that is. Okay. The last one under friendship is, you ladies have never been in a heated argument where you didn't speak to each other for days or someone becomes the middle person. I don't think we have. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I will – I. To be very honest, we have gotten into heated discussions, like, over work. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever – or, I mean, if anything happens, like, friendship-wise, the same with work-wise, I feel like we always tend to nip, nip it in, in the, the bud, bud before yeah. it gets to a place where you're, like, ignoring the person and someone's falling in the middle. I don't think we ever yeah. really have that. Yeah. I think, like, we've gotten into small tiffs, especially in the beginning when we were just trying to figure out, like, our different working, working styles. styles. Like, mm-hmm. that definitely came up more so in the beginning. But I think nowadays when something comes up, we can kind of sense – we kind of know each other yeah. really well yeah. that we can sense each other's emotional tanks and if we're being pushed to a certain limit. And I think we're also the type of people that be, to be a little bit more self-deprecating where where we can – when we see that our friends are feeling a certain way, we'll try to, like, insert humor or, like, mm-hmm. lighten up the mood a little bit. So to avoid – any any like big fallout but yeah i think we're all like very passionate about certain things so it can can get a little bit heated but mm-hmm. we're always very aware of like how far to push that button yeah I, I think as we're talking right now i think a trait i realized between the three of us maybe just in our dynamic we're actually not avoidant people when it comes to conflict mm. between us mm. yeah, yeah, yeah we just don't because I, I don't know it just it festers in us and we're just not the type to let it fester yeah fester <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is false Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. So the next set of assumptions that we have here is under the topic of career. Um, The first one here is you've never been fired. Have you been fired? I have not. I've had a lot of jobs too, so I had to like go back. I'm like, mm, that's nice. good, Janet. You get fired. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is considered fired. When I first went to LA and I got my first like corporate job, they gave they gave me an offer, and I decided last minute as looking over the offer. I think I didn't negotiate before, and then I got the offer, and then I asked my friend Sally, who's a lawyer, to review the contract. She was like, "Hey, Mel, they're like totally like severely 
either one underpaying you or not giving you like the correct benefits or whatever. Mm. So I took her notes, I gave it back to my the company, and they they rescinded the offer. Mm. So I, I was like, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Don't it's think like, I've ever. Heard it's of like that. they offered me the job, and I was like, hey, yes, I like. Th- I'm down for the job. Wait, wait a second. This is all not. This doesn't add up for me. Mm-hmm. And then they said, never mind. Just kidding. Huh. Kind of, hmm. So I guess that's like. So you like had fire? the job for like. I had a job for like two, <laughs> two, two. I never stepped into the office yeah. after, like, after like the first interview, so I was like really confused. Wait, but you said, did you sign papers? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was more like you had questions about I, the offer. This is so many years ago, but I think I might have accepted and then say, hey, actually, really, really quick, I'm mm. noticing this stuff. So maybe that, maybe that's the thing. And did they just ignore your email they just, completely. They just said, hey, we're gonna retract re- 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 back our offer. Oh, interesting. They take it back. So, yeah. What company is this? Call I don't want to <laughs> say, but they're not very active anymore, which mm. makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's my only fi- like fired story. Yeah. Mm. I would say that I, I've never been fired, but I've been cl- probably close to being fired. Um, and this was my first job oh. at an arcade. Do <laughs> you know this story? Yeah. Have I told this before? Um, so yeah, I was up at, like 15, 16 years old and worked at an arcade in Watertown, Massachusetts with two of my friends, actually. Two of my, um, we were in high school, two of my mm. high school friends at a time. It was our first jobs, all of us. Um, and it was an arcade. So usually at an arcade, we are the type, we're the people who you're giving your tickets to. Mm. And then we give you gifts in return. That's a fun job. It, yeah, it was it was a really good first job. So there were many times where these kids, like these young kids would come up to us and give us two tickets. And like, what do you give them for two tickets? One Tootsie mm. Roll. Oh, yeah. It's like such a sad exchange, especially <laughs> because I feel like kids are just not fully functional humans yet. So they can't really play the games to the extent no. of getting more <laughs> tickets, right? It's not it's not fair to them. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to give him like three Tootsie Rolls mm. instead. And I would this like mm. I would just keep giving. And that's like maybe where this started, where I would just be giving out more candies. And especially if someone gave me like 25 tickets, I'm not going to count out yeah, yeah, like, yeah. all the Tootsie Rolls. So I would just fill up like a huge paper bag full of candies and just give it to Aww. kids. And they were so happy. Like they were so happy leaving. But that's probably how it started. And then my sister came in and then our friend started coming in and I was like, all right, what oh, do you no, want? She was the hookup. <laughs> she hooked everyone up. I, see, I was like, I what see. toys do you want back here? Because I got it for you. I got you. Um, and there, it got to a point where there was one time my sister came in and our supervisor, like no one was around and I don't think there were any cameras either. I opened up one of the machines because we got the keys to the machines. Opened up the one of the machines, I took out the roll of tickets <gasps> and just put in my sister's bag. <laughs> Wait, fully in okay, the that wheel is shape? That's kind of in the wheel <laughs> shape. It was like this big. There were so many tickets in there. Oh my, that is so different. Like, oh, here's a bag of candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it starts. More than a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> and then it becomes a paper bag full of candy. And then it becomes that. But yeah, this is what you do when you give 16-year-olds power, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, one of my friends, he was... We also started giving away, like, stuffed animals to our friends. Mm. Like, those big ones, which requires a lot of tickets. Oh, my gosh. And one of my friends, like, was doing a transaction <laughs> or giving away one of the a trade stuffed animals. Happening. Yeah. And our supervisor is this old Asian man. He probably saw us as his kids because me and my friends were all Asian, this elder Asian man. And he was like kind of mean to us. And we thought he was like in the back room. Oh, shoot. And so while this transaction was happening, he comes running out from the back and just goes, give me that stuffed animal. Get out of here. And he basically fired my friend like on the spot. It was so, oh, it was a very 
like loud dramatic scene with like all the customers around it's really really sad and i was like damn this is the real world <laughs> like, this is what happens <laughs> yeah when you do this stuff at work yeah, yeah. um so it was like a, a realization and definitely a time where i was like that could have been me because mm. i was doing that too so you but, came very close to being fired very close but... to being fired but was not fired and sorry to my friend <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> fired. that's insane like a wheel of tickets sorry yeah that's a lot of tickets and she would go home and like you know un un Oh my god! Um, roll it and then bring it back in and get stuff. But yeah, I, it was I was a I was not a, a great kid back then. But better to learn it early. That's true. That's true. Than later in life. So yeah. Okay. Next assumption here is that you don't miss your corporate careers. Ooh, that's what? a lie. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I loved my corporate time for me personally because I you know it was great and then I do. I think it's it's really rewarding, you know, running your own business and stuff, but it can also be very um, unstable mm-hmm. and sometimes. Like, I do miss – I miss that paycheck every two weeks. I miss my benefits. I miss paying, like, $5 for the gym because they subsidize everything. Oh, yeah. I miss the free food sometimes. Like, I, there's a lot of things I do miss about working in corporate um, that – because now that we're business owners, we have to pay for every single thing. Um, but, yeah, and I, I do – yeah, and it maybe like – it's been so long, but I'm thinking back when I first worked, like, yeah, like I had the large lavish offices with all the mm. equipment, like everything was like you could use without like not using your own, your own money. So, right, right. and yeah, just different. So I do miss it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I miss the peace of mind that mm, was more yes. there. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, to Mel's point, like, I think there's just so much more potential to, or there's just so many more things to potentially stress about. And if you're a stress case. Um, that can, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole on some bad days mm-hmm. if you are thinking so extensively about like mm. the responsibility and everything. Being able to kind of like, even though I've had jobs that were like very intense projects and you have to take homework and it's like over weekends and stuff, but it's never the quite quite the same level of like feeling tied, I think. Um, mm. So the, the peace of mind of being able to like, it's someone else's problem or it's mm. like ultimately not the end of the world. It's a lot harder mm. to like make that call. Um, so I, I miss the peace of mind and I also just miss like health insurance. I know. Like, I mean, I, I have health insurance now, but having to like buy individual health insurance, that stuff is so confusing. And like also the laws keep changing and like, I don't know, and tax stuff. So that's actually on one of my to-do list things that I have to follow up. But those kind of small things oh, yeah, that dude. you just like take for granted that you mm-hmm. don't have to like deal with, um, I would say I miss that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, actual work itself, like I don't really, like mm-hmm. I actually do, um, I don't right, miss the right. corporate work. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think I miss like all the benefits and actually having an office to like go into and the social component of it. Also, one thing that I didn't really, I guess, value as much is like just the huge, especially if you work for a large corporate company, the huge global network that you have. It's like you're literally one degree away from someone like Egypt or China and you can like message them whenever. Like it's actually pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So that part of it I do miss. But I think the flexibility that we have and the work-life balance that we have at ABG is just incomparable and especially with a kid now i'm just like there's i can't see myself going back to corporate like this is Mm. this is this is where i want to (laughs) stay at least at least for this point in time yeah you know okay so the next one here is your corporate job was more challenging than abg i think it depends yeah i mean like what you well obviously yeah so how would i define challenging Mm -hmm. um i would say like my brain would hurt a little bit more at some of the things that I did um if that makes sense like just like because I was doing UX design and consulting at one point and Mm -hmm. it's like you're um working 
in Excel sometimes and you're working in Azure or like uh, Azure. Is, I don't I don't even remember the name of the other programs that I use. So like, it's a little bit more like technically confusing uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, ver versus like ABG. The thing, though, that makes it really challenging is having because we did at a time when we were editing, there was some of that as well. But I think it's like having to shift and do a lot of different things. The thing mm -hmm. that I struggle with a lot is like multitasking. And I feel like we have to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, at this period particularly because we're focusing on growing and we're trying to do like multiple projects. So actually, maybe I'm like changing my answer now as I'm like answering it. If the assumption is that your work was harder, um, ah, always I just say it depends. Yeah. It depends. Mm. I, I don't know why I don't have an answer for this. I, I'm going to say my work was not as hard. But I'm thinking about like when I worked in fashion because honestly, I feel like I got into – when I left, I got into a groove of like I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But the only the problem was is that I didn't feel engaged. Like my mm. mind, I was like, I was like, oh whatever. Like I didn't feel like, I felt I don't say I felt bored with mm -hmm. that job, and mm -hmm. I think that's a different type of like feeling. But when I worked at Jubilee, I thought that was actually pretty challenging because mm -hmm. I just felt I don't know why, but like when I work for ABG, I feel like I understand our audience a bit more than at Jubilee. I struggled a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I that also, was a big part because you were community too. I was community. community. And yeah. so I think for me, there was challenging. And that was my first time being like a kind of like a leadership role. And I felt the pressure of like, this whole company is relying on me to know all this stuff. Mm. And I don't know, maybe because that it felt more like corporate that I felt more pressure. But with ABG, it's a different type of hard work because with our work, it's like we're always working because we're constantly mm. trying to grow. Mm. So it's just like, it's different. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Very good points there. And I could see, I could see, yeah, all both, both sides. I would say for me, um, my last job was definitely <laughs> more challenging. I guess I'm the only one here, but that's like very firmly believing in that. Um, more challenging because it's kind of like twofold. First, it's just the workload, which mm. is insanity. And you talk to anyone who works at a big four, they will you know, agree with me here where, yeah, during the regular work week, mm. it's like, yeah, 40 hours of chargeable work. And then during busy season is 50 and then 50 chargeable and then plus paperwork and compliance is like 60 to 70. Mm. Like it's just, it's pretty, it's mm. pretty insane. And it's also very technically challenging too, because you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always trying to figure things out. So that part of it for sure. And I think the second part for me of why it was challenging was that more so the environment that mm. I was in. I think in that environment, I very much felt like I had to show up as corporate Helen mm -hmm. and not fun Helen. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, I couldn't be fully myself. And I think anytime you're in an environment where you can't fully be yourself and you're, you're held back by certain things, mm -hmm. you, it's always going to be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah right. Sure. I agree. So with ABG, I feel like, yes, we have a lot of work, but we also have work in, I think, I feel like it's more like spurts mm -hmm. of like lo long nights and things like that. And I actually don't mind working that way. And then we also have a lot of good work-life balance too, which makes work feel less challenging than it was before. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's like for all of you out there who are listening, like that is something that I find to be very important. It's like finding a job that aligns with your lifestyle and aligns with your values has mm -hmm. been the distinction between the two. Like that is clearly something of ABG of why I value and appreciate and I'm so grateful for ABG because this type of lifestyle finally works for me mm, yeah. and feels less challenging when it is that way. 
That's true. Yeah. I had an interesting observation as you were talking. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why, because I, I think your last job was like so demanding that ABG feels like it's definitely more fun and rewarding, but mm-hmm. there's more balance. I was saying when we started ABG, the biggest difference for me was that I feel ABG work was so much more than my previous job. Mm. So I didn't feel that like, I was like, oh my God, this is like, I, I'm working so much more on the weekends than I did my last corporate jobs. Mm. So, but also because I was so, no, I don't say I was bored, but like, I think my last two jobs have been very like, once you're done, you clock you're out, you're, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So that was a huge mental shift for me. Like, okay, yeah. ABG work, you could be done, but like, there's always like something to do, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, yeah. it's like growing, growing pains and like having your own business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something I noticed. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to address some assumptions about ABG work um, or just like our time at ABG, I guess. Uh, comfy. We do share a lot of personal mm. stories and, and, and things. And we've been doing this for like almost six years now. So a lot about ourselves are out there on mm-hmm. the internet. Do you ladies ever regret? I guess the assumption is that we have like shared things that we regret sharing with the public. I don't have any regrets for what I've shared. I think maybe for myself... I- Anytime we share something vulnerable, I think I mentally am, I get to a place from okay with sharing. Mm-hmm. There might be times that we're like, oh, do you want to talk about that? I'm just like, I'm not ready to talk about that right now. Yeah. I wait for I'm like, I process and let me share. Um, and there are times where I don't share certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this comment a lot on Instagram when we share about our partners. They're like, I wonder how they their partners feel. I'm just like, you do know that we have, we run, we like kind of check with our like significant others. Like, hey, I'm going to talk about this. want to make sure you're okay with that. Yeah. We so, have full control of what we say. We do. On yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Um, sorry to see your toe. <laughs> <laughs> no! Please don't have foot fetish. <laughs> okay. We're in PJs today. I saw like literally one toe coming out from <laughs> the blanket. Like, 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 I was yeah. adjusting the blanket. I was like, oh, cool. I think my foot's covered. But I didn't want to like look. <laughs> my feet don't sweat. Wait, which toe was it? It was the a big, big one. <laughs> um, and I just, anyways... And I hate feet. <laughs> okay, my toe is um, out. <laughs> What's the question? Do you regret anything you said? Or share? Have you ever shared anything oh, okay, about okay. your private life? I regret sharing my foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any regrets with the stories I've shared. I will say that the last one of the last few episodes um, that we recorded about work wives. So my friend Crystal messaged me, and she is someone who is just not on Instagram, doesn't listen to podcasts, and she was just like, oh, "I'm so honored that you talked about me in this way." And apparently, someone had shared the clip with her, oh. and then she shared the clip with my my one of my executive directors my peeped peeped um and because she's a senior manager so like they're pretty close in level Mm. and they're like friends now and she shared it with someone else who's also i think a senior manager still and i was just like (gasps) what do you mean what do you mean you shared it i'm pretty mortified by that just because when i was at that job Mm -hmm. i kept the lines very distinct Um. between professional helen and personal helen and when i left the firm i don't even think i said like oh i have a podcast mm-hmm. and that actually wasn't even the intention of like why we quit our jobs yeah, yeah. right I, I think a lot of people think we actually quit our jobs to pursue abg it was more like it, i got to a period of time where i was pretty much done with the job and abg was there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we all just happened to be like hey 
we're all jobless. <laughs> Let's, Let's do this. Do this. Yeah. Right. So I didn't share with anyone that I had a podcast. Mm. And so to imagine those worlds Ooh. kind of like meshing and them finding all the archives of, you know, uh. our waxing stories, our <laughs> poop stories and our letter to our exes, very intimate details yeah. just mm. made me feel a certain way. Mm. But then the, the second like immediate thought I had after that was, well, this is all part of the human experience. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. everything that we share here is very authentic to ourselves and it's part of our lives. And we are people who will emote and cry and feel things and love and lust and, mm-hmm. you know, not be perfect. And I think about that. And I'm just like, I think it's so, yeah, whatever I share, it's not, they're all true stories. They're all authentic to me. And it's part of my, my experience. Mm-hmm. And I have the agency to share it if I want to. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, see me a certain way or judge me a certain way, like, I don't know. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know. So after I had that thought, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel nervous or scared that any of our stories are out there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good way to um, to to look at it. Is it's mm-hmm. all a part of the human experience, and as long as we feel good about what we're sharing, mm-hmm. it's okay how other people react. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when I think about this question, the first thing I think about is. My mom. I have an Asian mom. (laughs) And I think a lot of people of Asian cultural background will relate to this, but Mm. we're very private, right, Mm -hmm. culturally. And it can be um, a little bit taboo to share things um, and, and like, especially with like the internet. And my mom is like not the most like tech savvy. She mm-hmm. does watch YouTube, so she might be watching this. Hi, mommy. <laughs> but she she kind of like freaks out when she sees that like I'm in video on the internet, mm-hmm. right? And so she's always been very like, be careful what you share and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I've had those conversations with her, I have kind of like, reeled back I'm like oh because I on, on when we first started I was like oh I don't know no one I know would listen to podcasts and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and then to Helen's point the moment you start to like meet you know people in your personal life who will mention something you're like oh you listen yeah. like then you yeah, really yeah. think no things about you yeah, yeah that's true as one example when I was um thinking about freezing my eggs I did go back and forth about like how much detail mm-hmm. like well a I figured I would talk about it in mm-hmm. some format but I thought maybe it can be very like neat and clean cut right yeah, like yeah, yeah. research and not like so much personal experience and just like one episode mm-hmm. um and and because thinking a lot about like what my mom was saying and how personal it is and and you're sharing like health information sometimes mm. right but the more that I shared about like my personal experience and personal stories the more I got people messaging me sharing about their stories mm. and the more supported I felt so that encouraged me to share more mm. I think that if I had a, a negative experience I might have regarded it but mm-hmm. so far anything I've shared that has been extra vulnerable or required more like courage I've gotten positive feedback on yeah. so it's been okay um I hope I don't regret anything yeah. in the future. Please be nice in the comments. <laughs> the next assumption is that we can't do a podcast unscripted. Oh, interesting assumption there. I mean, if we did, it might sound like shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we just, can. We yeah, could technically we do could. it. <laughs> we did for the first episode and it sounded like shit. Wait, it defines unscripted though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. will say, I think with podcasts, there is a spectrum, right? There is mm-hmm. like the news podcasts that are very much like scripted verbatim almost probably in like 10 minutes. You know, it's mm-hmm. very time limited. And then there are the podcasts out there that start off with like, 
how you how's your weekend <laughs> how are you doing and we're just and they go on for like two hours yeah we yeah. are not that type of podcast i would mm-hmm. say we probably fall in somewhere in the middle, middle. and this mm-hmm. is like giving you all a little bit of a bts but we outline our episodes um and we do that also for time management because we have an audio editor and we want to also manage her workload and mm-hmm. let her know you know our episodes are anywhere between 45 to like 75 minutes so just so that she can manage her her time mm-hmm. so we do outline um and i think that's also just like a part of our just a part of our, our like work it's mm-hmm. like if you want to hear quality stories from us we do prep a little bit ahead of time because it's almost like for example if say janet you had one episode about like egg freezing and like that was the only one for months like you kind of want to get your your <laughs> oh, like oh. stories in in like check, yeah, yeah. Right? i thought you were like imagine wanna... doing the episode right now with like no thinking oh no no, 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 no. <laughs> I, know, I saw like the fear in your face <laughs> and i was just like i don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah so we we do want to provide quality for you mm-hmm. all so yeah that's yeah. why we do outline and we do try to prep a little bit ahead of time but i don't think it's scripted there are definitely moments where we're just going to be talking and things come up like mel's toe you know that wasn't scripted (laughs) was not scripted (laughs) at all i will i think it's also like um each person does it a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and this is something that like took us a while to kind of figure out right because you have three different people who have three different working styles or personalities and ways that they like to have conversations um so for us we have we provide enough structure so that everyone kind of generally understands like the subtopics we're talking about mm-hmm. and then it's up to you if mm-hmm. you want to script it if you want to research or if you want to go in cold and do it right mm-hmm. and so um i think if we once again like it, could we do it yeah we could but it could be a two to three hour episode yeah <laughs> i agree maybe we and maybe not once. very interesting i'm i'm not being scripted today for sure mm. yeah I, I did very little scripting today so also but i just yeah. i just didn't have time i was like no <laughs> But we had the outline ahead of time. We did. So we that's did. what yeah. we do. And we, yeah. we did pull the assumptions ahead of time. So, you know, it's like a give or take. It's preparation. Preparation. Yeah. So the last assumption about ABG related stuff is that we are in the process of writing a YA book or story. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know where that rumor came from. Hmm. Cool. Okay. So I'm next for assumptions. <laughs> um, this one's going to be a little bit personnel. The first one is um, Janet and Mel will get engaged soon. Ooh. Can you not jinx that? Gosh. No, that's not what. <laughs> that's not what. Yeah. I would love for we have, this assumption to be true. We have predictions. You have predictions for Janet, Janet. and yourself. Not myself, Janet. Oh. oh, we have predictions. We have predictions for, for Janet. For Janet. you're Janet. part of this oh, assumption yeah, too. You know? Predictions or a bet going. More or less. Both. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we say it? No. I don't know. No, now you have to. <laughs> I think we've told you. We already told you. Oh, that. oh, it's that same one. Okay. Yeah. I will say, I mean, like, my partner and I have, like, talked about the topic, but there's nothing, like, definitively planned. So your assumption is just as good as mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not getting engaged this year, for sure, probably. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I kind of hope it's not this year. Um, we talk as if it's going to happen, but I don't think we have had serious talks about it. He knows which ring I like, though. Oh. I drunkenly tried on our friend Amy's ring. I was like, this is the ring I like. <laughs> he goes, cool. Engage it so soon as like a, I don't know. Yeah, what do you mean by soon? Like next year. Right? Okay, next I don't, so it's weird when you say that, like hearing that out loud, I'm just crazy, like, oh yeah. shit. Like, I don't know. Like, Because next year sounds like it's really soon. But if you think about it, that's there's a whole yeah. like months yeah months 2024 honestly like, <clears throat> i'm gonna say it here and for the first time 
I don't know about it might happen next year. I don't know. Mm. And I I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like maybe for me, I'm not trying to deflect here. But I think it's my your timeline. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) Janet, like, so I'm just like, I feel like Janet probably with my predictions within the next with this year or early next year. Might me. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I am very excited for hopefully this to be sooner. Then later, I feel like these two have been planning and helping me with the bachelor party so, so much and like going to wedding dress shopping and all mm-hmm. of that. And honestly, like I'm so excited to be in like the shoes of uh, being at places. your now bridal shops the- <laughs> and like seeing you in yeah, dresses yeah. and like helping to plan all your mm-hmm. stuff. Like I'm actually very excited for when that time comes. So Aww. that's like I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that and just supporting y'all. Okay, we can't so. wait. To- so after Helen... And then, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll check back when those moments happen and in this video see how accurate our predictions are. Okay, I would say Mel probably late next year. I would, I would. Oh, ow. or yeah, mid next year. Mid. Oh, I would. I might push it a little further to. Oh really? To oh wait, am I doing math correctly about her age? <laughs> I'm 32. 32. 32. Wow, this is like real life happening. Yeah, it might. It might. I. I would I say potentially twenty four, twenty five. Maybe early like 25. I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. that's it's okay. Weird. You're never yeah. ready. You're never ready. Are you oh, sure? Yeah. To get engaged? I mean, it honestly, it's just a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like by the time you're engaged, you should be committed. That's true. Oh, like you're it's right. just the it's like the formality. Formality. Just formality. formality. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now it's time to throw it to Helen. Helen is working on baby number two. Are you false? Next. <laughs> No, we have a wedding coming up. I also feel like with our son right now, like a lot of things that I, what I hear from other people who have more than one baby, it's like, yeah, you start to focus less time on your first. And I feel like Mm. I haven't spent enough time Mm. focusing on my first right now. Like he's still, I can't, like, I don't want to like split time Mm. yet, you know? So that's, that's where I am. So false. Okay. We also have this internal thing, discussion going on. Like, can all three of us like maybe one day all three of us will be pregnant around the same time mel keeps <laughs> sending me these um maternity photo shoots with friends oh my gosh and she's like let's save this for when we're all pregnant <laughs> like okay you never we know do- will instagram be around <laughs> <Yeah>. then just <laughs> for ourselves oh my god that's hilarious the next assumption is they'll never want to move out of la i think i would generally say true for me i think uh socal socal i don't know like la specifically mm-hmm. but socal i think would be true for me as someone who grew up on the east coast in boston i think boston is an incredible place to grow up it's like very small connected you really feel connected to the people around mm-hmm. you too mm-hmm. it's just like a very i don't know vibrant city mm. um but i feel like with la what i love about it is just how expansive it is and how you can do so many different things and activities i find myself on weekends i'm like i need to go find parks i need to go find libraries and mm. you go to the beach like there's so with a kid you have to like have more mm. things to do so definitely feel like i'll probably be in socal for the long term mm. at least for now I have said, yeah, my family's all here. Um, Although if we're getting like very specific, I don't know about L.A. County Mm. because like Helen said, Southern California, I have family in Orange County. Mm. I have family that is like city of industry. So I don't, it'll be somewhere around the L.A. area is my my intention. Mm. So yeah, I would say that that would be a true assumption for me. I don't know. So um, I think for me, like, I shared before, like, I wanted to move to Taiwan and, like, get that, like, different experience. I've been in L.A. for, like, almost seven, almost eight years now. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. And 
when I hear someone that goes, I'm moving to New York or I'm moving somewhere else, I, I find myself very drawn to that story mm-hmm. and always very curious how their life is like in the, in the place they choose to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people uprooted their life or having that nomadic life, like they're just bouncing around countries or cities. I find it so fascinating that I think I wouldn't mind living somewhere else for like temporary stay, like two to three months. Mm. And Ray and I have talked about it because Ray's company is based in New York City. And I was like joking around. I was like, well, what if your company like wants you to go back to New York or go to New York? Mm. He's like, well, he, no, he was like, would you come with me? I was like, I would want to, but then depends on our work. Mm. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like, and I know you guys also said this to me. It's like, if there's an experience I want to experience to not let, I guess, quote unquote, ABG or being LA hold me down because mm-hmm. our work, we can make it work. But I think for the long run, like starting a family and like my, I, I'm going to have my roots in Los Angeles regardless. Like I mm. don't see myself living full time anywhere else. But I think for the time being, the next like three to five years, I wouldn't be, I would be open to living in a different state or a country for like a month. Like actually maybe a different, like, no, right now I'm thinking about San Diego or like Hawaii or New York again, just like for fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's up in the air. I don't know. I really don't know. All right. The next assumption is you'd never audition for a reality show. There was a time last year. (laughs) There was a time. Was it last year? Two years ago. Oh, no, two? It was, was it? not last year because you met Eugene last year. It was a year before that. No, it was. It was 2022. Oh, I shit. actually now remember because I remember filming the video in oh, Los yeah. Oh. <laughs> so this is when I was very single. Yes, before I met Eugene. And I was like, look, I hit a point where um, I was like over the apps. And sometimes we get emails in our inboxes like to Asian Boss Girl. Like, hey, there's like castings for, um, I don't know, a different like reality type. They won't say what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But they said that there would be some sort of dating thing. And, uh, you know, we know we found your your like Instagram profiles or whatever. Are you interested? If you are, submit a video. So I was like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? And sitting in my little apartment with my little phone. And I was like, my name is Janet and blah, blah, blah. So I did apply to this this show. Uh, it ended up being amazing. And they actually went to Paris. Mm. So it was like a it was like a dating story oh type fairy tale type thing. But yeah, that was my one like LA moment of submitting like a tape to something mm. or like a video. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I have two, but I guess the first one was I, oh, I, was, I was on a, a game show. <laughs> And no one will ever know about this, about which show. I actually, see someone dig this video up. Have you, have you, gonna have you seen up, this dude? video? Have you seen, I haven't showed you. You never you showed it. I, uh, why I've, I've, never, like I've seen it. I I've never like I've seen, seen it. it. Okay. Um, this was actually not too long ago, too. This might have been like three years ago, maybe four years ago. Maybe right before pandemic. Ago, right before the pandemic. Um, went on this game show and there was, it was either going to be like trivia related or like something physical. So they, they like gave me a hotel and everything and next to the studio Um it was the physical one and it's so embarrassing like i have an account called one pull up which i haven't posted on anything for a while but for a reason because i cannot pull myself up and with this um obstacle course i had to pull myself up (laughs) and i basically couldn't so i was literally just like trying so hard everyone else around me was like climbing and shit and i was just like oh my gosh i can't pull myself up why didn't I work harder on this one pull up also in that moment I thought to myself like I'm so sorry to all my Asian women out there oh. I'm literally the the vision of a weak Asian woman right now and I don't want to be this and I was just it's so embarrassing um I was also in some like character gear I was like the oh, outfit what? was the best the outfit like it looked <laughs> so dumb um 
I was like yodeling. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It was bad. What? It was but, yeah. fun. I think it was, I remember she was like texting us because none of us have really have yeah, no yeah. people directly like super close within our circle that have like gone on to sh- game shows like I that. I so, yodeling. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what is it like? What are you doing? You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm wearing something weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that will, video will never surface. And I think because we were already doing ABG, some, some people had messaged me or DM'd me. Not a lot of people have cable TV anymore. So some people DM'd me um, and they were like, is that you? Helen, ignore. <laughs> Never no? left on red. Left on red. Yeah. The yeah. second one. Oh, second one. Um, th- some like producer had reached out, and I guess technically we could have had a reality show. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, okay, totally forgot about that. I ever forgot yeah. about that as well. Yeah. But so it actually got pretty far along in the process where oh, they man. interviewed like me and my husband and they were like okay yeah let's do something and then I think we, they interviewed all of our friends and we didn't have crazy enough friends <laughs> I think we were all too, we're too boring like, too <laughs> yeah. buttoned up or we were too aware like yeah, very yeah, yeah. socially aware peoples mm. so I think when they interviewed our friends they were like ooh too 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 clean too mm-hmm, clean yeah. mm-hmm. or too wholesome oh my why did I forget about that yeah oh my gosh that could have been it's, that could have been a thing it's really mm-hmm. interesting and the producers are talking they're like trying to pull stories out of yeah because they yeah, interviewed yeah, both janet and mel they're like like 30 minutes or more oh, yeah. Right? yeah they were asking me like so how do you really feel about being the youngest in the group like does it bother you yeah. and i'm just like whoa no. <laughs> i was like i mean sometimes like i don't know but oh my god memory jog yeah how about for you hmm. okay so i mean i watched the bachelor for a couple of years I'm, I'm in and out of it to be honest i'm currently in but like <laughs> I it was definitely like a water cooler talk and you always see the contestants say like you know how did you get on the show they're like oh my friend submitted me in none of my friends wanted to submit me in <laughs> and I was very single and I was like I would make comments to like my friends at the at work I think I would said something to you too I was like yeah like, there's they're casting <laughs> <laughs> and then I was nothing so I was like you know what f I'll just I submitted myself. Oh my god! There you go. Never got a call back. I don't think I fit that. Did you submit yourself as someone else? No, I submitted myself as myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, what is the process like? Or it's what a long you... process. I don't know. I just remember like your name, a quick bio, and photos. That's pretty much it. Oh, I thought it was like a pretty lengthy application. I think when I submitted myself was when they didn't have a lot of like Asian casting too. So yeah, now yeah. they do, but mm. I don't think I would have been. I would have fit for the Bachelor. I, I would have submitted you. But you didn't. Because I, I think I remember opening up the application, whether it was for you or for you, and it was so long that I was like, never mind. <laughs> Dang, Helen. I could. It was definitely not a quick bio. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I submitted myself. Okay. <laughs> the last one is, this is very sweet. Y'all just figuring it out like the rest of us. Mm. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what, what I'm doing after this. So what am I saying? Never mind. Sorry. No. Exactly. She's still figuring it out. <laughs> we're all still figuring it out. Um, we definitely are. And I think we're just, we're very like just normal human mm-hmm. beings, you know, with a public persona. But yeah, I was having like a conversation with one of my friends who just got let go from his job. And we were just talking about how he was just like, I don't know what is coming up for me. And mm-hmm. I even thought to myself, like, I don't know what's coming up for us in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, Life is very much always, the only constant is change, right? Yep, and yep. it's just like, you, ne- you just never know. Mm-hmm. And so 
in our day to day, I feel like all of us, we're just very much trying to be trying to hold on to the things that we love, Mm -hmm. try to be the best like daughter and coworker and friend and, you know, person on this earth Mm -hmm. as we can be while also being very kind to ourselves. So we're all definitely just trying to still figure it out. Yeah, I would say if anyone tells you that they have it figured out or they have their stuff together, they're lying or they're fibbing. They're putting up a front. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think also as like three people who generally are kind of a combination of like planning and goal setters and things like that, um, you learn we're we're old enough now to know that you can't you don't control life Mm -hmm. and reality. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. best to learn to go with go with the shifts and just let go. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today on this topic about assumptions. Did you find any of these assumptions to be shocking? Do you have any other assumptions of us? Let us know in the comments of our YouTube. We are on YouTube. For Mm -hmm. those of you who don't know, you can leave a comment there and also leave us a rating and review on iTunes and follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Mm -hmm. That really, really does help us out a lot. And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.